0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. Now in just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal, a great resource that will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word daily to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Letting God Meet My Needs.
1: You know, last week we talked about uh, counting your blessings. I said, you know, look at all the things God has done for you in your life that, that are good. I said, make a list. Make a list of all the good things God's done for you. And when you start getting down... Pull out that list and read, wow, God it really has been good to me. The freedom I have. I have a brain. I can see. I can hear. Uh, all, all of the many things that you take for granted. So you make a list of blessings, but sometimes, you know what you need to do? You need to make a list of worries. And you say, you know, sometimes you have this sense of, I just feel anxious. I have this general anxiety. I, I feel a little uptight, a little nervous, and I don't really know what's causing it. Well, you can just say, God, I, I give you my generalized worry, but it's even better to stop and go, what is it that's really bugging me? Am I worried that somebody's gonna disapprove of me? Then you write that down. Am I worried that I'm gonna be rejected? And you write that down. Am I worried that I'm gonna be insecure and not have enough? You write that down. Am I worried that I'm gonna be lonely the rest of my life? You write that down. You write them all down, and then you give God your worries. Say, here's the list, Lord. Here's some stuff that's on my mind today. I'm not gonna keep them. I'm gonna give them to you. Notice this next verse, 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God. In other words, don't stuff them. For he cares about what happens to you. He says give them to God. You weren't made, remember, you're, it's unnatural to worry, so you shouldn't swallow your worries. When you swallow your worries, your stomach keeps scores. I just said. And so you need, when you are worried, it doesn't work to try to deny it or ignore it, like push it down, oh, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, that doesn't work. Because in your mind, uh, it's going, yeah, you're worried, yeah, you're worried, yeah, you're worried, yeah, you're worried. And you keep pushing it out of the way and it's, it's like putting it under the carpet and then the carpet pile gets bigger and bigger and you start stumbling over it. Now, when you are worried, don't repress it, push it down. Don't suppress it, deny it, I'm not worried. Yeah, you are. Don't repress it, don't suppress it, express it to God. Confess it to God. And say, God, here's my list of worries. If you try to push down the worries in your life, you're gonna get sick. It's like taking a can of Coke, shaking it all up real violently, and then putting it in the freezer. What's gonna happen to that can of Coke? It's gonna explode. It's gonna expand, it's gonna explode, and it's gonna come out sideways. And it'll come out sideways in your life, in a broken relationship, an explosion at work, and all these other areas, when we take so much worry onto ourselves, and eventually, it comes out. So you relax and you give him your worries, and you just say, God, here are the things I'm worried about. Now you remember earlier, we read that verse where Jesus said, you know, don't worry about anything, I'm going to meet your needs. Well, right before that, he had said this, look up on the screen. Matthew six thirty two. he says, for the people who don't know God, the unbeliever, the people who don't know God, they run after all these things. He said, you know, do I look good? Do I feel good? Do I have the goods? I'm going to live in good life. Uh, do I have the clothes? Do I have the food? Do I have the appearance? Do I have the car? Do I have the right... Jewelry, do I have the accessorizing myself and all these different things. So the people who don't know God run after all these things. Now I don't have to go into this because you know what people are running after. Material goods, keeping up with the Joneses, all those things, they run after all these things. You know it's interesting, I, I looked up this word, run, it says these people who don't know God run after these things, it actually means in Greek frantically seeking frantically seeking materialism. You know, uh, passions, pleasures, possessions. Frantically seeking, it's scurrying to get about. When I think of this verse, they run after these things. I think of uh, shopping crowds at the mall on Black Friday after Thanksgiving. (laughs) They're running after these things. I'm afraid I'm not gonna get the deal. And there's a limited number of items on sale, so I gotta get there and I gotta elbow you and push you. He says, unbelievers, people who don't know God, they're like this, they're frantic. Get, 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 grabbing. He said they run after all these things. They're hurrying and scurrying all the time. I want you to write this down. Hurry creates worry. Hurry creates worry. And the faster you go in life, the more likely you are to worry. You need to slow down. You need to relax. You need to take a little bit slower pace. Hurry creates worry. Hurrying, and if you're hurrying and scurrying, you're gonna end up worrying. Now the Bible says this. We looked at the verse earlier, but I'm gonna go back to it on the screen. Philippians four, verses six and seven. It says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't panic, pray. Tell God about all your needs, okay, that's give it to God, and thank him for all he's done for you. If you do this, if you do this, you'll experience God's peace. God's peace, not your own peace, God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. The Bible calls this the peace that passes understanding. What is the peace that passes understanding? It's when you're at peace and you have no logical, rational reason to be at peace. I just lost my job. Somehow, I'm I'm at peace about it. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. You just got the the dreaded word and report from the doctor, it's cancer. For some reason, I got peace about it. Why? Peace that passes understanding because the Lord is my shepherd. I just found out some bad news that a dear friend of mine just died somehow. I'm, I'm at peace about it in my heart, why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. He feeds and he leads and he meets my needs. That's the peace that understand it. And that's a witness to the world. People go, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that woman. She's at peace in the middle of chaos. Anybody can be at peace when you're out fishing, you know? But, but if, if, if you're at peace in the middle of chaos, that's the peace that passes understanding. He says, don't worry about it. God's peace will, will give you what you need. So, every day, I start the day, and throughout the day, I say, the Lord is my shepherd. I ask him to be my shepherd. Then I give him first place in every area of my life, not just this area, but every single compartment of my life. And, and then I relax. And every time a worry comes up, I say, the Lord's my shepherd. And I give that worry to God. I don't hold on to it. I don't think I gotta think about it later. I say, God, take that one. I don't have time to think about that worry. Take that worry, God, take that worry, God. And you just keep loading them on, he can handle it. He can handle it. Now the fourth thing is this, very important. Trust him, trust God, trust Jesus for one day at a time. Trust him for one day at a time. Don't try to steal the whole future into the day and bring it back here, have worries about all this kind of stuff that's coming up. Trust him for one day at a time. Matthew chapter six, verse 34, Jesus says this. So don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have its own worries. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Anybody agree with that verse? Yeah, you don't need to borrow trouble. He's saying, don't borrow trouble for tomorrow. I'm gonna give you enough grace for today. I'm not gonna give you the grace for tomorrow until you get to tomorrow. You don't need it today. He's saying, don't open your umbrella until it starts to rain, okay? Don't, don't start, that stuff hadn't happened yet. You Can't change the future, can't change the past, just work on today. There are two days of every week you should never worry about. Yesterday and tomorrow. Because <laughs> you can't do anything about them. And you don't worry about the future until you've successfully learned to manage today. Some of you aren't doing that good a job on that one. So why are you borrowing trouble and worrying about, something's happening in two weeks. You see, when you think about it, today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. <laughs> and so yesterday, you messed up yesterday because you worried worrying about today, now today you're messing up today because you're worrying about tomorrow. So don't do that. Take one life, take one day at a time through your life. Now why? Why does God say, that you should only live your life one day at a time. Well, because it's true, it's the only thing you can do. You can't live in the past, you can't live in the future, you can only live today, but there's a couple reasons why you should only live one day at a time. First, when you worry about tomorrow's problems, you miss all the blessings of today. Some of you, you got something coming up in two weeks, or a week, or a month, and it's scaring you to death, and you're making it worse because you're ruining every day between now and then by worrying about it. What is that worrying doing? It's unhelpful, it's unuseful, all of those different things. And so you're missing today's blessing. Some of you are so worried about retirement, you're not enjoying today. You're missing the blessing of today. And he says, I don't want you doing that. Think it, take it one day at a time. And the other reason is you cannot solve tomorrow's problems with today's power. When you get there tomorrow, God will give you the power and the perspective and the grace and the wisdom. He'll give you what you need when you need to get there. But he's not going to give you the power and promise and purpose and all those things for tomorrow, today. So you're, you're taking on a problem. God says, I'm not giving you power for that because I want you to trust me one day at a time. The Bible does not say, give us this day our weekly bread. (laughs) No, you're to pray, give me today my daily bread. Give me just enough strength to make it through the day. He wants you to depend on him one day at a time. Now, let me be clear, as your pastor, because I love you, it's okay to plan for tomorrow. It's okay to plan for the future. Just don't worry about the future. Planning is good, worrying is bad. Jesus highly recommends planning. There's a whole book in the Bible about planning. It's called the book of Proverbs. God says it's foolish not to plan. Like only a fool would go all the way through life unprepared for something you know is inevitable called death. Are you kidding me? You haven't made your peace with God. You know you're gonna die. You don't know when it's gonna happen. To go through life unplanned for death, you're not ready to live till you're ready to die. So you gotta plan. Planning is good, worrying is bad. You can plan for tomorrow, but you can't live in tomorrow. You can only live today. Now I know that the future can often seem you know, very overwhelming, uh, but God graciously divided it up into 24-hour segments. So you don't get all the future at once. You get it 24 hours at a time. And if God gave you all the future at one time, it would overwhelm you, but you're not there yet. You're not ready for it. And so God gives it to you in 24-hour increments. Think of your life like an hourglass. Remember where the sand goes through the hourglass? The sand, there's all this sand up here, but it goes through one grain at a time. You can handle that. You can handle one grain at a time. You can't handle all the sand at once. So it's not gonna come at you all at once. You're gonna hit the future one day at a time. You can handle that, why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Now, Psalm Matthew 6, verse 34 says this. I love this in the message uh, translation, it says this. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes, when the time comes. Now, having said all this, is it possible that worry may be one of your most chronic sins? It's unhelpful, it's unreasonable, it's unbiblical, it doesn't work, it's irrational, It's unbelief. And maybe you just need to say, God, I'm sorry. I haven't been saying the Lord is my shepherd. I have been saying, I'm worried. I'm I'm worried. Now, let me just add here. If you struggle with chronic anxiety, and you've had it for years and years and years, you need more than just this. Uh, And and you need a a care team around you, you need a support team around you. Uh, Because if you have chronic anxiety, uh, you need, you need. First, you need a doctor. You need to go and get some tests done, and you may need some meds. That's okay. It's a chemical issue. When people's chemistry is messed up, some people are chronically anxious, like others are chronically angry, or others are chronically depressed. So you need a doctor, and you need to just go get that. Then second, you need a coach. You need a counselor. You need somebody to talk with about it. So you need, you need a doctor, you need a, a coach, a counsel counselor, and the third thing you need is a support group. And we have, at Saddleback, we have support groups for anxiety and general anxiety. In fact, we got a support group for anything. You got a problem, we got a group for it. And, uh, and, and, and you need at least those three things to make it through. Because if you're having a chemical imbalance in your mind, and for me to just say, well just trust God, it's like cutting off the wing of a bird and say, well just fr- fly, and I go, all, all, all saying all you want, fly, fly. If it doesn't have a wing, it's not gonna fly. And so you, you might have to get your, your brain stabilized. Now let me give you one last principle I wanna share on this. It's not on your outline, but you want you to write it down. God is a good shepherd who will give you what you need. And here's what I'm gonna say. What God gives to me, he wants to give through me. What God gives to me, he wants to give through me. In other words, everything God gives you, he wants you to share with others. The Lord is my shepherd, when he meets your needs, God wants to use you to meet the needs of other people. The fact is, I don't know if you've ever realized this, but God is constantly testing how much you trust him. Every day of your life, your faith, your trust is being tested by God. He's gonna see, are you gonna trust me? And he does it in many, many ways. By the way, do you know what is the number one way God tests your trust and your faith? Money, money, finances, why? Because we spend so much of our life trying to earn it, make it, spend it, use it, save it, invest it, whatever. And what I've learned is that the more you have, the less likely you are to trust God, why? Because you start trusting your bank account. And this is a test, it's a test. But when I meet other people's needs with what God has blessed me with, God gets extremely happy because God is a generous God and he gives nine promises. I'm gonna close with a verse you may have never read. It's not on your outline so write it down because I want you to go home and read this verse again. Isaiah chapter 58, Isaiah 58 verses seven to 11. And in this passage, God makes some amazing, astounding promises as our shepherd. And he says, if you'll do these certain things, I'll make sure all of your needs are met. I'm gonna read it to you, okay? It's up here on the screen, Isaiah 58, 7 to 11. Now, he starts off with what he wants you to do. And God says this, I want you to share your food with the hungry, Okay? You're eating well, he says, I want you to share your food with the hungry. Then he says, and I want you to welcome the homeless poor into your homes. That could even include immigrants. I want you to put clothes on those who need them. Great, got it. And then he says, and I want you to help your relatives who need your help. Oh, come on, God. The first three I can get okay. I don't wanna help that crazy uncle. He's such a flake. But God says, I want you to help your relatives who need your help, this is a test. Then he says, if you do these things, and he makes nine promises, these are amazing, look at this. If you do these things, number one, my favor will shine on you like the morning sun. God smiles on your life, your business, your career. Number two, your wounds, the things where you're hurting, your wounds will be quickly healed because you're helping somebody else. Number three, I will always be with you to save you, all right? Number four, my presence will protect you on every side. I like that. Number five, fifth promise, when you pray, I will answer you. Now, he says, goes back a little more, he says, now, I'll do this if you put an end to oppression, and that would include uh, racial prejudice and bigotry. Put an end to oppression, and if you stop every gesture of contempt of others, including people who are politically different from you. Uh Uh-oh. He said, you gotta stop pointing the other side with contempt. If you stop every gesture of contempt of others and you end your vicious talk and pointing fingers on social media. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in. Okay he says, okay, if you stop being such a gripey, complaining person, you stop saying they're nuts, they're dumb, they're stupid, and I don't care who your favorite group is to say that about. He said, if you'll do that, and instead, if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry, and you take care of the needs of the oppressed, then darkness around you will turn into the brightness of noon. He said, your light's gonna shine like crazy. And he said, and I, the Lord, will, here's the other promises, always guide you, and I will satisfy your needs, that's number eight, and I will keep you strong and well. Hello. Okay. Now, if that's not true, God's a liar, you should go home and never come back to church again. Because I'm not gonna worship a God who's a liar. But God has said, if you do these things, I will do these things in your life, because I am your shepherd. Let's bow our heads. Dear God, you are the source of everything we need to live, and yet we look everywhere else. And there's nothing that we need that you can't supply. And it's really clear in your word that you do not want us to ever, ever worry about anything. you said it repeatedly. You've told us that worry is unreasonable. It doesn't make sense, it's illogical. It blows things out of proportion. You've told us that worry is unnatural. Nothing else that you've created worries. Everything else in creation trusts you. You told us that worry is unhelpful, that it's not gonna add a single hour to our life, not make us taller or shorter cannot change the past, cannot control the future. You told us that worry is unnecessary, that you have promised to meet our needs if we'll just trust you. And you've told us that worry is unbelief, that when we worry, we're actually acting like atheists. We're acting like orphans that don't have a loving Heavenly Father, don't have a shepherd. You said, don't be worried, believe in God, and believe in Jesus. So Lord, today, We wanna learn to trust you to meet our needs. And we wanna practice it this week. Now you pray. Say, God, every day I wanna ask you to be my shepherd. And if I have to say it 20 times a day, the Lord is my shepherd, I'll remember that when I worry, you're gonna feed, you're gonna lead, and you're gonna meet my need. Jesus Christ, I want to give you first place in every area of my life. Have access to every room in my home. No drawer, no closet, no room is off limits to you. And whenever I worry, help me to realize that that area is an area that's not under your control. That I've held it back and that I love it more than I love you. God, this week and during this entire series, teach me to relax. And to not hold on to my worries, not to stuff them or repress them, but to confess them. To give you my worries in prayer. To not hold on to them and say, God, here's a worry, I'm worried about this, and give it to you. And then Jesus, help me to trust you for one day at a time. To not worry about tomorrow. It'll have enough trouble of its own. But depend on your power today to solve today's problems and your power tomorrow to solve tomorrow's problems. I just want to trust you in every single area. If you've never said it before, say, Jesus Christ, I want you to become the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. And I humbly ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Did you know you can start every day with hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick? Well, you can when you sign up to receive his life-changing Bible teaching delivered directly to your inbox. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free Daily Hope devotional. Don't miss out. Sign up now at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, if you want to make your time in prayer the best it can be, then you're going to want to get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. This year's theme, Connecting with Jesus, the Source of Living Water, will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. Here's Rick to tell you more.
1: Do you ever feel like your prayers get stuck in a rut? would you like to know what God told me to do when my prayer life got stuck in a rut? It was a time when I I just felt like I was praying the same thing over and over and over. In fact, I was beginning to wonder if God was even answering my prayers or even listening. Maybe you felt that way sometimes, or maybe you feel that way right now. So what did God tell me to do? Well, here's what he told me. It was such a powerful way to re-energize my prayer life, and it was so simple that I want to pass it on to you. God told me to do this. He said, "Rick." start writing down what you're saying to me, and then I want you to write down what I say to you. Write down what you say to me, and then write down what I say to you. You see, it's really not that complicated. God just said, I should start by writing down what I'm feeling, and then I should write down what he tells me after I've read his word. It's really just a form of journaling. And spiritual journaling is a spiritual habit that will help your prayers stay fresh and effective. If you've never tried it, I'm begging you, try this for a week or two and see if it doesn't reinvigorate your prayer life. Journaling has many, many benefits to your spiritual life. It'll help you stay consistent in your prayers. It'll give you a permanent reminder of how God answers your prayers because you've written them down. It shows how God is working in your life. You can go back and review it. It'll even help you worship God more and more as you speak to him. God speaks to people who care enough to write it down. So write down what God tells you, but you've got to have a place to do that. Now, I want to encourage you, and I want to help you take this simple step of learning this new spiritual habit uh, in your prayers, of writing down your prayers and writing down your prayer requests. So what I did is I had my Daily Hope team create a brand new spiritual prayer journal. It's got a real simple-to-follow format that'll help you put into practice God's wisdom that is found in Philippians four six. That says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Those four things are part of the format of
0: our prayer journal for this year. It's really cool. You're going to love this tool. When you give a gift today to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to the whole world, we'll send you the brand new Daily Hope prayer journal to say thanks. Quantities are limited, so don't delay. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.